Welcome to Truman's Matrix. A podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world. A production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. Where you don't know who's watching who, or who's controlling you. They're screaming that they hate America and we're the reason. If you don't feel safe, then stop defunding the policemen. You calling us extremists because our words have hurt your feelings. And we're sorry we can't hear you over the sound of our freedom. Y'all been filling up our classrooms with drag queens for kids. We think it's not appropriate. You tell us that it is. The complexities of gender and children won't ever mix when there's school shootings by women whose pronouns are him, his. I'm not Republican, but keep it 100. They making sense. The most destructive ideologies are coming from the left. I think black lives matter. They think white lives matter less. And LGBTQ turned into WTF. Dear Democrats, I don't have nothing against the liberal, but the people representing you are communists and criminals. They've been starting World War III. We shipping missiles still. They don't want America great. They want it miserable. You can try to burn down the city. Scream at the top of your lungs till you're dizzy. You can cancel everything and everybody in it, but it's not your America. You can burn the flag, get aggressive. You can wear a and pretend you're progressive I got my first amendment Don't forget I got the second It's not your America I'm hearing words I never heard in life Kids go to school to learn Never make it back home They get murdered like Who's concerned? Not the left or the right Hope you're ready for the fight Coming to your front door tonight The former president got arrested The current one lost But I guess he got elected Kids get molested Pedophiles all get protected And you can kill a baby anytime If you're pregnant People so weak Feel free to take a knee And you can't even speak God forbid you disagree I don't even know what virtual signaling means Young men used to fight wars Now they make memes Divide us up I'm pretty sure that's the plan Got a gun in my hand For when shit hits the fan And how the woman of the year is a man I'm pretty sure I never really understand You can try to burn down the city Scream at the top of your lungs Till you're dizzy You can cancel everything And everybody in it But it's not your America You can burn the flag Get aggressive You can wear a mask And pretend you're progressive I got my first amendment Don't forget I got the second It's not your America who riot till the city's up in flames You told us We've been spreading lies But you believe the truth is on the news every night You told us We gotta stop the fighting But you're the ones who keep the country angry and divided You told us We're crazier than you But all of our conspiracy theories are coming true You can try to burn down the city Scream at the top of your lungs till you're dizzy You can cancel everything and everybody in it But it's not yours You can wear a mask and pretend you're progressive I got my first amendment, don't forget I got the second It's not your America Alright, that was Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun talking about truth again and the mistruths that we've been fed through the media and the big pharma and all those places. This is Truman's Matrix and we have a lot of truth coming at you. In fact, it's Tucker's 
take on truth tonight. <laughs> and we're going to talk to or listen to a couple of other interviews that Tucker did with a couple of other truth tellers. But uh, it's going to be a truth pack segment. So we want to thank Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun and thank the Fair Use Act for allowing us to show you that song so you could uh, break down those lyrics and really understand the truth that they're trying to tell there. So we're going to get started now here with the article. The truth is worth it. And that's what Tucker would say. I can I could feel like Yeah, he does T- say Tucker that. Tucker would say the truth is worth it. He would say the truth is worth standing up for and for telling. And and the truth is our job, our duty, our commission and not only as real journalists but as Christians. And the truth will set you free. And in Tucker's case, and ours as well, we were all set free from our broadcast network, actually. Tucker was (laughs) removed from Fox News while we and thousands of other creators and journalists were banned from mainstream media and social platforms. Yep. You know, we did plenty of podcasts on it when it happened because we didn't stop telling the truth there. And we will not. And we have not backed down from telling the truth at all costs. (laughs) It's cost us. We realized it would be easier to take the blue pill, but we are not created that way. I'm like number five. Number five (laughs) on short circuit. (laughs) I I want more input. More input, Stephanie. Need input. More input, Stephanie. And so the red red pill and the blue pill. The blue pill is where you just sit in your world and you don't worry about investigating anything. You just believe what they tell you and the red pill is you're just always inquisitive and looking for more information and looking for the truth yourself so i'm just going to go ahead and stick with number five on the red pill there uh you know some truth tellers in our minds that that would include would be tucker carlson elon musk donald trump mm-hmm. glenn beck mm-hmm. russell brand you know we talked about these guys last week in a segment called they were right yes right that's so right there's a list there too but then there's also <laughs> seth dylan uh-huh. colby covington james o'keefe julian assange and others wait 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 who was the guy before julian uh, james o'keefe oh yeah colby covington right oh. yeah okay so he's been in the news lately in fact there was a big fight he's he's one of those ufc fighters okay uh he's got quite a story and um he was on tucker uh-huh. So we're going to go ahead and listen to Colby. and But there was somebody else on there that was unfamiliar to me before Colby. Oh, before Colby was Seth Dillon. Yes. yes. Seth Dillon. You haven't heard of Seth Dillon? Seth Dillon is the CEO of Babylon B. Yes. Talk about a truth-telling network. These guys are telling the truth before it happens. <laughs> And, and that's the problem, or the coincidence, or the matrix that we're in. This right. is Truman's matrix. But I thought Babylon B was all about uh, satire? satire. It is, but the problem is the reality has become satire. It's not that satire has become reality, or I don't know, Seth says it better. Yeah. We'll listen in to the interview. I think you've got a couple of I've clips here. We've got some yep. things ready. Let's go ahead and listen in to that. When was the last time you were reading the news in this country and thought to yourself, this can't be real, this has to be a parody? If it's been more than three days, you haven't been reading the news. It's reached a level where it's almost impossible to tell the difference between what's reported as facts by the news media and what someone with a dark sense of humor has made up. 
Well, we thought this was exactly the moment to speak to the man who makes up more news than anyone in America, Seth Dillon, who runs Babylon Bee, and he joins us now. Seth, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. So we're really um, talking to you today, not as the proprietor of America's premier humor site, but as a prophet, as our own Isaiah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it turns out, and we went through uh, quite a few examples, that the Babylon Bee's parody stories have come true in dozens, scores, nearly 100 cases. I'm going to put three on the screen and get your reaction to them to kind of set the stage <laughs> to announce you as America's most accurate prophet. So let's go in order here. This is from January 2023. Here's headline. Experts say they don't know what thing is causing everyone to suddenly collapse, but it's definitely not that one thing. Let's go to the news story. Something has been killing American young people in sharply rising numbers, but it's not vaccines. <laughs> they don't know what it is, but they know it's not vaccines. They know it's not vaccines. They can rule that out safely. <laughs> so when you when you see the news story that confirms what you thought was a pretty out there joke, what's yeah. your reaction? Uh, I mean, we're getting accustomed to it at this point, yes. but but you know, it's uh, it, it, it it I think it's probably. The most common misconception people have is that when the world goes really wild and insane and there's crazy stuff happening, that it's easy to satirize that. It's easy to make fun of it. And it's it's actually the opposite. We, we find that it's the way that I put it is imagine if your job is to write jokes that are funnier than what Democrats are doing in real life. That's right. <laughs> imagine if your if your job is to write jokes that are funnier than a Kamala Harris speech. No, it's totally. Weird. I mean, it's it's. It's challenging. So you it's really actually very challenging. Like so we're country where everything is like orderly and neat and sensible. That's something fun to pivot against. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, so I don't know. We, we, we see this stuff happen. We're amused by it on the one hand, and on the other hand, we're like, this is it's crazy that satire can't stay satire for more well, than like a really few hours. I mean, I don't know days. what the shelf life of your pieces is. Here, let's let's throw up another one. Um, this is from September 2020. State with no electricity orders everyone to drive cars that run on electricity. And there you have Gavin Newsom, who's the governor of what state? California. California. Here's the news story. California is told not to charge electric cars days after gas car sales ban. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you see that coming? It's comical. I mean, well, we're, in some sense, we're just reporting the news when we're doing this stuff. You know, like we, you, you see it happening. You see the madness happening all around you. You call it out. And next thing you know, it's, it's actually in the headlines. I don't... But you... I guess the joke is you see the implications of the news. Yeah, the joke is that you see what's you can kind of see around the corner. I think it's easy to you can kind of guess at what people are going to go to next. What's the next logical step here, given where we've where we've come? Uh, what is Kamala Harris's line about how uh, where we've been and where we're going or something? The line she keeps repeating all the time. And wherever you are, you are. And wherever you are, you are. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it, you can kind of see around the corner with this, especially when you're when you're trying to think to yourself, well, you know, what's the what is the next insane thing that they could that they could come up with that they haven't already come up with. Yes. You just throw that out there and see what sticks. I mean, eventually it's going to come true. How long are your story meetings? Um, well, it's a, it's a constant meeting. It's an ongoing meeting. It's just, you know, pitching ideas all day long. So we just pitch them back and forth based off that. We read the headlines, we read the real headlines, and then we exaggerate them a little bit. You know, we do this little caricature of the headlines and then that's when they come true. Do, do, are you getting to the point where no idea is too outlandish for a joke? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess part of the, part of the problem is some of these ideas are too outlandish for a joke, but they do actually happen in real life. So people don't realize they're a joke, right. you know? So you have these things, we'll publish a joke that's clearly a satirical joke, but everybody thinks it's true and they share it as if it's true. 
because they're so used to seeing almost satirical headlines in the real news. Yes. So reality is at fault for that. It's not that you know our, our jokes are too believable. It's How that, it's that, sat it's that reality is too close to satire. Oh, we get fact-checked all the time. We've been fact-checked dozens of times. Snopes has fact-checked us at least 20 times, 20 plus times. Do they know that you're a parody site? They do. They, when they, they used to attribute uh, nefarious motives to us. They used to say that we were like misleading people on purpose with these jokes because they were believable and people were sharing them as if they were yes. true. Again, not our fault. I think that's the fault of reality being too close to satire. Yes. Um, but they would fact check them regular ridiculous jokes like, you know, AOC goes on the price is right, guesses everything is free or, um, or, <laughs> you know, a good joke, uh, <laughs> Ninth Circuit Court overturns death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, these, these are, it, it, they're, they're, they're silly jokes. They're funny jokes, but sometimes people believe that it's true because you could actually see somebody doing this. Who came up with those two? Uh, I don't know. I don't, we don't actually, we don't actually put the name of the author no, on know, the article, I, I, so I'd have to go back and they're look. They're clever and enough. I, you know, yeah, like yeah. We have a, awesome. we have a, we have a very, very sharp writing team. They're very good at this. Super good at this. I think one of my, honestly, one of my favorites that got fact-checked was our joke about Trump saying that he had done more for Christianity than Jesus himself. And that was, uh, that was your headline. That was the headline. Trump, I have done more for Christianity than Jesus. But he kind of said that at some point, didn't he? He did. Well, yeah. So we, we made that joke in 2019. It got fact-checked shortly thereafter because it went crazy viral. And then in 2021, I think it was 2021 or 2022, he said he'd done more for Christianity and religion in general than any other person in history. So I, it's hard to tell sometimes. Are people reading our website and getting ideas for what to say and what to do? I don't know. But that, that one was kind of So fun. how do you respond? When someone fact-checks a joke, AOC on Price is Right, Trump's better for Christianity than Jesus. How do you respond to that? Uh, well, when they fact check it, I think it's hysterical when they fact check it. What I don't like, what I don't like is when the fact check says they've managed to pull off this ruse before. They're tricking people. Um, you know, the reason your grandma shared that joke on Facebook is because the Babylon Bee tricked her into believing it was true. You know, it's, that kind of stuff is ridiculous. We actually threatened to sue Snopes because they were they were literally maligning us and suggesting that we were mis misinforming people on purpose. And then Facebook was saying that they were going to demonetize and deplatform us because we were being fact-checked by Snopes. So saying you can't spread fake news on our platform. Like, it's satire. So what, I assume Snopes is run by the CIA, or, I mean, I don't have evidence <laughs> of that, but I, like Wikipedia, I, uh, it seems obvious. But what do you know about Snopes? Uh, there was a couple that started it, and that they were running it for a long time. I think the guy's name, I might mess it up, it was David Mickelson or something like that, or Michelson. Um, I may be getting that wrong, but anyway, I th it changed hands recently. Somebody else took it over. Oh, someone else. They actually yeah. reached out to us and said, "I know we've had a, you know, we've had a rough past, but we want to put that behind us and move forward." And I mean, in in your experience, do the the fact checkers, which are, I mean, again, clearly at the very least influenced by the intel agencies, yeah, are, do they play any constructive role in our public conversation? No. No. I mean, come on. well, for, first of all, they're spending their time fact-checking satire. This, the, the joke about Ruth Bader Ginsburg that, or her death being overturned by the Ninth Circuit Court. Can you court, overturn someone's death, by the way? Uh, it, happened happened with, it happened once. <laughs> yeah. It happened once. I don't think it happened with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But USA Today fact-checked that one, and they cited 15 sources in their fact-check. Like, they were taking it so seriously. They checked the Ninth Circuit Court website. They placed phone calls. It's like... Just look at the website that published it. So it's you're the Babylon Bee. It's insane, man, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
So I always think that behind every ludicrous event like that is a person who spent his day doing that thing. So imagine if he went home at night and your wife says, you're like, what, Seth, what'd you do today? Yeah, what'd you accomplish today? And, and you're like, well, I fact-checked a joke <laughs> 15 sources. Like, the respect level from your wife has to plummet, right? The, the, the fact that it got fact-checked is funnier than the joke itself. Yes. Like the one, so um, I, I, I had spoken with you about this one before, CNN purchasing a, an industrial-sized washing machine to spin the news in before publishing it. That's a ridiculous joke. It's silly. It's a CNN bias joke. And that got fact-checked and rated false, too. So they're spending their time on stories Wait, that so aren't CNN even... CNN didn't actually purchase an industrial-sized Never happened. They never, the they never did. They never slapped their logo on a washing machine and spun the news in it before it never happened. It was a joke. Um, but the joke is that they fact-check it. They took it seriously. But no, fact-checking... So the way that I look at it is, you know, fact-checking is a... Um, it's an arm... It's one of the methods that's employed by the lovers of censorship to guard the narrative, not the truth. Yes. And so what they're doing with fact-checking is they're, they're, they're very selective. First of all, they're super selective about what they fact-check. And then the fact-checks themselves often get the facts wrong on purpose. And so they're not guarding the truth and saying, okay, there's this problem of misinformation and we're going to prevent its spread. And we're going to do that by having objective people look at what the facts are. It's all narrative-driven. It's all about protecting the popular narrative. And, and by I think narrative, been... you mean lie. It's a big lie, trying to make you pick sides, trying to make you burn the cities down and kill each other, they got sick minds. Big lies, deep on the police so that there's big crime, to take away our freedom, to restore order, they let die. Play with people, turn men into women, make the counterculture mainstream to mix up the system, change the pronouns, the gender is a spectrum, so is privilege, I know poor white folks and black celebrities with millions. They starve you with a lack of information and only give you facts through a branded corporation. Distort your worldview with an algorithm that changes based on propaganda curated for your engagement. We can't be free, can't have no peace till we're on the same team, but you're the sheep. Blue the screen's just part of the machine. Wow, okay, so that was Tom McDonald again. Nothing is what it seems. We're all sheeple if we follow that agenda without asking questions. So Tom is a fighter. He is a real fighter. And we talked in the intro about having some different guests on Tucker. And so the other person that Tucker had on recently was Colby Covington. Now, I will say right now, Colby has been through the ringer, literally, <laughs> recently. He uh, faced a lot of criticism, and as a Christian, I just want to pray for, for Colby because he is undergoing a lot of persecution right now. First of all, in this interview that just happened that you will see right now, this interview happened just right before his fight with Leon Edwards, the reigning champion, welterweight champion. Well, Colby lost, and many people are saying that it wasn't even close, and I did not see the fight myself, but he is getting extreme criticism because, first of all, he's one of the master trash talkers, as many of the professional fighters are, but Colby's also a personal friend, fan, and, like I said, a personal friend of Donald Trump, mm. and Donald Trump actually came to his fight. And sat ringside, talked to him beforehand, gave him a hug, and mm -hmm. and wished him well. And he talks to him quite frequently. Yeah. So you're going to find out that on tonight's podcast. But the fighter instinct 
the never give up, never let anybody tell you that you can't do something is the attitude we want to draw through uh, this, this short clip here with Colby Covington on Tucker. And then we're going to go on into another Tom McDonald song. So let's listen to Colby here. So you have decided to just be very open about your political views and mix them with your profession, which is fighting at UFC. Um, was that a tough decision for you? Um, no, it wasn't a tough decision because I wanted to stand by what I believe in and, you know, all the principles that I was founded upon through my whole life. So yeah. once I saw the narrative was being shoved down our throat as professional athletes one way and there wasn't another side, I, I, I was sick of that. And I was like, you know what, there needs to be someone that stands up for the other side and, and stands up for what they believe in. And, you know, I wanted to be that guy. Bottom of the ninth. Up against the odds, running out of time, only got one shot. When it's really do or die, when your back's against the wall, when you're fighting for your life, do you believe in you or not? I'm a believer, I believe. I'm a believer, I believe. Second guessing every breath, I'm full of questions. Passes full of cigarettes, alcohol and depression. Therapists and all the different pills can get expensive. All this bottled up aggression, I'm too old to get arrested. Almost died trying to get here. Got high through my best ears. Got sober, then I relapsed, then I cleaned up, got my head clear. Sometimes it feels like there ain't to believe in. But I believe that we're out here for a reason. Yeah. You don't think you're a fighter. Six days a week for 14 years. Yeah. Do you like it? That part of it? I, I love it. You know, I, th I think that's my purpose. I feel like that's why God put me on this earth to, to chase my dreams and, and, you know, work hard and push my body and my mind to the limit. Not just my body, but it's also, it's a mental thing. And I feel like fighting is a lot of mental. It's, you know, if the thoughts that you put in your head are, are really, you, you can manifest a lot of things in this sport, but you can also bring your, yourself down. You know, if, you, if you're thinking negative thoughts, you know, you're probably not gonna have positive results. So what are the things that you do to keep yourself strong inside, to keep yourself fearless? Um, you know, I just, I, I think about, you know, the people that are the real heroes and celebrities of this country, people like law enforcement, people in military. Yeah. And I think about what their day-to-day -day lives are. They're, there's no holidays for war. You know, these people are serving these politicians and fighting these politicians wars overseas, but they don't get a, they don't get like a Christmas holiday for war. No, they have to go over there and protect these people and protect our country and keep us free and safe here. So I think about their life and their lifestyle. And I'm, you know, I have a lot of friends in military, you know, my buddy, Stephen Hodson, who's a first uh, sergeant in, for the army Rangers. And he's with the, the, the skydiving team right now. And I just think about like, what he's had to go through in Afghanistan and Iraq and all these different uh, wars that he's been in. And that's what makes me think about my life's easy, man. I get to do something I love every day. This is my passion to get up and train every single day. So how could I ever complain about my passion, something I love when I have someone who's fighting for our country and you know, he, all he knows is he's standing for the red, white, and blue in our country's flags and colors, but he, you know, he's fighting these politicians, senseless wars and, and, but he's doing it, you know, He's, he's raising his hand saying, I want to do it because I love my country.
That's going to do it for this edition of Truman's Matrix, a podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world, a production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. You can find Digging Deeper with Brian Hale on your favorite podcast network, or visit all of our podcasts under one roof at diggingdeeper.us. And one more thing. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.